800. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Hold your nose because the bull's about to fly. Now, here's Greg Vogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. Presented by the Omni Nashville Hotel and coming to you live from the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studios. This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. Good Thursday morning. What a beautiful day in our beautiful music city. My gosh, I am a long way from upstate New York to be this deep into November and have the weather be sunny and pleasant and warm. And it is unbelievable. Welcome in, John Burton. Greg Pogue is... uh, Coming into the building as we speak, he will join us shortly. Our five-star general, Patton Cook, is here. Morning, General. Good morning, John. How are we? You know, I've had a bit of a morning, okay? Not going to lie. Woke up this morning. About 10 minutes after I woke up, I lost power uh, to my to my uh, dwelling. So that's a bit of a concern. And uh, got some other things going. But, you know, there's a... There's a bodybuilder and uh, social media influencer by the name of Seth Ferrosi. He's actually from the Western Pennsylvania area. And he says something that I try to live by. I don't have problems. I just have more work to do. <laughs> right? So that's that's the way I'm approaching it. But it's a beautiful Thursday morning. We actually have a good Thursday night football game tonight. Bengals-Ravens, looking forward to that. So, it's you know, it's all good. Thanksgiving's right around the corner. We're one week away from Turkey Day. A lot of great sports to talk about and watch over the next several weeks. Great football, college basketball underway, hockey, the NBA play-in or, play, or, or mid-season tournament. I mean, you know, life is good. Morning, Greg. How you doing, pal? What's going on, guys? Nothing, man. How are you? So no power at the... Uh... Yeah, I, about 10 minutes after I woke up, I lost power. And uh, so... So not pay your bill? What? No, no, no. The bills check bounce. No, the bills paid. Right. Bills paid. Everything's 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 good there. Um, so I don't know if it was a building thing or just my particular. There's all kinds of construction going on in my complex, and I, I you know, there's all kind of construction. Like right now, I hear a jackhammer. Yeah, hammer yeah, I hear a jackhammer going outside our studios. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know if it's you know, I, I'm guessing because there's been. I mean, they they repaved the parking lots, and they're just they're doing they're redoing the landscaping. There's always every time I walk out the door, there's just some kind of project going on. And I'm wondering if maybe somebody accidentally like 14, tripped the line. I've had 14 flat tires. Yeah. In our family, the last two to two years, just because yeah. everywhere you go, and I talk to people, you know, and these were brand new tires. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't cover you know just all the nails you pick up, construction mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, all around us, there's a new restaurant that's opening up on our ground level. Mm-hmm. Of we're you know in our tower here. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, so good. Yeah. But other than I had that, a late know. night. Hey, first off, ten, Tennessee State. A 10-point underdog goes and wins by 10. They were up by 21 at Portland last night. I didn't get home to about 11. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing a port. I didn't I'm going to say, if you're going to stay up late to I did call a game, a game that you're not even at, you want to see the team that you're you know calling for win. So good on them, man. Yeah, good 3-0 start. They play yep. at Oregon uh, tomorrow night. We'll have the high school game uh, tomorrow night, uh, Liberty Creek at East Nashville. As a matter of fact, their coaches will join us uh, this morning at 1040. Uh, with that, uh, also uh, Chris Sanders at nine twenty-five, and, and at ten oh five, who do we have? We have uh, Mia O'Brien from ten ten XL in Jacksonville, uh, the flagship station for Jacksonville Jaguars football, and uh, she cool. knows the Jags about as well as anybody. 
So we'll get the latest on uh, on uh, this matchup coming up on Sunday. And you know, like I like I've been saying, I mean, it's it's last call for the Titans, don't you think? I mean, if they lose this game, are we you know are we are we going to come in here on Monday morning and 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 do the they could still they could still they could still. I mean, if they win, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I mean, but yeah, I'm I mean, saying if, if they don't, this is an elimination if they don't game, win, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I think they're slowly uh, being put to misery out of their misery. I mean, that's uh, that's know, what I, I meant. Like if they death, if they win, right. yeah. Like I said yesterday, if they win, you can you can enjoy your Thanksgiving dinner knowing that the door is slightly ajar. There's a slight sliver hole. They're going to have to win all five of their remaining divisional games to have a shot at catching I, Houston, right? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I, mean, I don't know if I wouldn't. Bet that's the on thing. Houston, Houston right and Indy, in their mind, they're like, we're in the mix here. You know, we could we could do something here. So, I I think it's unlikely in my mind that they're going to win all five of their remaining divisional games. I, I think that's highly unlikely. But you know, we'll see what happens. It's got to it's got to start Sunday. I'm just saying, if they lose on Sunday, and I'm not necessarily saying I wish I I'm you know I want that to happen. I'm just saying I'm just trying to be realistic here. Guys, if they lose on Sunday, it's it's all but over. Are we in agreement there or no? Oh, I think it's all but over now. You're uh, probably uh, yeah. right. So, <laughs> Patton, but, I mean, with that, but I'm trying you, to be fair because you know Patton says I'm the Titans hater of the crew, so I'm trying to be fair here. Well, you and pick objective. and choose the moments you want to do. No, that. I'm, no, no. And then, and and here, when, look at me. I'm Mister Pro Titan now. But no, you, I'm not. Uh, drive that knife in there. No, no, <laughs> no, right no. no. Organ splashing you know, everywhere. I'm saying. I'm saying basically what you're saying. Like it's it's highly unlikely that you know they're going to make the postseason. It's if you go on FanDuel right now, the odds are stacked significantly against them. I'm just saying if they win on Sunday, which I'm not expecting them to, but if they win on Sunday. I'm saying Titans fans can enjoy their Thanksgiving dinner knowing that there's a sliver, a slight chance. So. I, I think a win this Sunday only hurts your chances at uh, J.C. Latham, the uh, top tackle at Alabama. Uh, so lose them out. all. Uh, You're in take mode, Patty? Lose, lose them all. I'm uh, I'm in Will Levis. Let me see something mode. Yeah. Um, that's kind. Of, that's where my head is at because right now you're sitting three and six. You look at the rest of your division, the wild card's out of the picture because you've lost mm-hmm. pretty much to your all, all your tiebreakers. You lost to the right. Steelers. You've lost to the Browns now. Right. A couple others in there. You did beat Cincinnati, so if that's something right. in there. but Did beat the Chargers. You did beat the Chargers, but, I mean, they're nothing burgers, I think. Right. But I, they're dead team walking. I, I just don't see this team going on a run the way the consistent mistakes, the consistent lack of running the football at the moment. I, I just don't see a way. So for Sunday, I mean, of course, I, I'd love to beat the Jags and I'd love to go on a run, but mm-hmm. I, I just don't see it. So for me, I don't, uh, I, I've already resigned myself to the fact that playoffs aren't in the picture this year. Greg yeah. Pogue's five year death march is at the <laughs> Well, you know, in the locker room yesterday at practice or whatever and talking to the players and listen, they're saying all the right things, right? They have they they know they have to say it. We we're still confident, we can go on a run. We have belief here with we, we this, we that. You look at the situation, you know, with the offensive line, you know, you're looking at either Jalen Duncan or Dylan Radens probably as your left tackle um this week against a, a like I said, a pretty good Jags defense that got in, totally embarrassed last week by the 49ers. You know, it's um, that that's an issue, and you know, it's it's the they got a lot stacked against them, is what I'm saying. 
So, you know, we'll see if Rabel can circle the wagons. And like I said, because they're going to, because if they win on Sunday, you know, we're going to hear it from everybody on Monday. You know, we're still in it. And we could, yeah, uh, man, you, you still are. You still are. Yeah. Um, so yesterday, what? No uh, trailing Burks. Uh, that's common, right? Andre Dillard's still in the, uh, what, concussion protocol. So, But everybody else seems to be healthy. So what, what happened out there yesterday? Uh, yeah, yesterday, Mike Vrabel talking uh, to the media, just talking about the mistakes on offense, the uh, inability to stay ahead of the chains. Mike Vrabel talks about that and how it needs to get uh, fixed quick if his team wants to have any success here down the stretch. All the above, all, all the above, you know, and that's not to be anything other than factual. That that's, you know, when you have an opportunity, you have to take advantage of it. We know that the windows are tight. Um, things happen quick. Um, mistakes lead to, you know, longer yardage situations, unforced errors, whatever it may be. So I'd say that there's a, a lot of issues, uh, unfortunately. Um, we, we need to, to correct them quickly. He wasn't his usual feisty self yesterday at his press conference. I will say that. No, he's he understands how limited his roster is yeah. Uh, yeah. In, a, in a variety of ways, from injuries to inabilities for people to take, you know, like a Chig Conquo, you know, to not take a next step. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, the old, I guess the, I was trying to, somebody asked me, well, give me the positives. Give me the positives. I don't know. Kyle Phillips, Will Levis looks the part. Uh, mm-hmm. He's still he's still upright yeah. uh, as we speak. Jeffrey Simmons is still really good. He can still wreck a game for you. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm wondering though his motivations. Quite frankly, um, well, I mean, he just mm-hmm. signed a huge contract in the offseason. Yeah. But oh, I think this team. But you're really, right. Not not as much about the money. Yeah, it, nothing to do with the money. As a matter of fact, it was more about. Here he is on a team that he's just signed long term, and it looks right. like they're on the downslide. And yeah, am I going to be the best yeah. player on a you know mediocre to bad team? And I think what's hurting him right now is the old Harold Landry is long gone. Uh, I haven't seen much from him this season, and mm-hmm. Arden Key has been pretty quiet too. The only two guys you got any consistent pass rush: Danico Autry and Jeffrey Simmons. Yeah, those are your two inside guys, and that's just. That's too easy for an offensive line to game plan against. We don't really have to worry about the outside. Right. And, you know, if that front seven, that particularly that front four, um, if they don't dominate a game, the Titans, I'm not going to say they can't win, but it, it, it becomes extremely difficult for them to win. They're the key to this entire team. You know, you could talk about, well, the running game, Derrick Henry, this and that, but you know, with with a rookie quarterback, they're going to stack the box and they're going to say, all right, rookie, beat us throwing the ball. So, you know, to me, the heartbeat of that team is those two guys, Danico Autry and Jeffrey Simmons, you know, shutting down the running game and getting pressure on the opposing uh, quarterback. And, you know, the Titans defense has been woefully inconsistent affecting the other team's quarterback, whether it's sacks, hits, hurries, pressures, that kind of thing. And it's only intensified here with no Sean Murphy bunning. I I don't see him again playing again this week. And talk about weapons. Calvin Ridley, Zay Jones Mm -hmm. on the outside. I mean, that that group that Christian Kirk, I mean, Jags have one of the better. Evan Ingram, my guy. Yep, Evan Ingram. (laughs) He left the Giants last year. He left the Giants and he realized, hey, I'm pretty freaking good. I'm big, I'm fast, and, you know, he, he actually catches the ball. 
And oh, Funny by the way, works. Travis Etienne is having his best year as an NFL running back. And, you know, he's more than a running back, guys, right? He's That guy's a weapon, yep. bro. You know, he's just, you can you can line him up in the slot mm-hmm. and you can, you know, throw to him out of the backfield. You can do a lot of things with him. So, and like I said, I think the Jaguars were going to come in. They should come in highly motivated after getting their asses kicked at home by the 49ers last Sunday. What else you have over there? Uh, yeah, one more here from uh, Mike Vrabel. Left tackle, looks like it's going to be Dylan Radence. Uh, Mike Vrabel talking about the competition at that and also what a full week of practice will do for the, uh, I would say, young left tackle, but he's a veteran now. Uh, Dylan will probably work there today. Um, and then, you know, Jalen will to do some work there. And, you know, got, uh, you know, nine or ten healthy healthy alignment available here on the, the roster in the practice squad. Brunskill will be back? He may be, you know, limited today and. We'll see where he is at the end of the week. <clears throat> Dylan benefit from a week maybe working there as opposed to maybe just being thrown in the middle of the game. Uh, well, I think we think practice is important. You know, so the, the more that he can he can do, um, you know, again I get the versatility, uh, but then I'm sure there's also something to, you know, being able to, you know, have some have some work there, you know, consistently and not just. You know, limited snaps. So, you know, that's where we'll be today. And, you know, if that changes, um, that, that could change throughout the week. When Raiden's, uh, that Thursday night game a couple of years ago, did he play right tackle or left tackle when he was pressed into service? I believe it was right. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember. Yep. Yeah. Because remember, uh, who's, I'm trying to remember who the right tackle was. Couldn't, like, Pulled up lame on game day or something like that, and he must he have been NPR uh, Nicholas Petit Ferrier. No, no, that was two years ago. Oh, okay, yeah, remember that Thursday? It was a Thursday night game against the 49ers. The Titans yeah. won that game, and I think Raiden's. I think he played right tackle, and he was pressed into service, and he played okay. But there's a big difference between playing RT and LT. So we'll see. It looks like yeah, more than likely it'll be Raiden's. I know they. He mentioned Jalen Duncan may get a look there. I talked to both guys yesterday, and, you know, they're just saying all the right things. Like I said, excited for the opportunity. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, they need to do something with creativity. I've been talking about that now since this offensive line. They just, but then again, you talk about moving Skaronsky to the outside. If you want to keep Levis in that pocket, Quite frankly, you need if he is going to step up in a pocket and you can use the athleticism against them on the rear, that left guard is the most important thing because that's where the collapse or of the pocket is where he can't step up into it. Then every then he's fair game. So you know I, I I'm not going to make as much about oh he's the best option to move him outside. Quite frankly, everything they're doing right now should be about growth and the future, not trying to save this season. Okay. And if you're, if it's Skaronsky is your long-term guard, then so be it. Okay. Don't bounce him around. I agree with you. Don't, 100%. don't bounce him around. There's going to be a two, there's going to be a round of free agency mm-hmm. and there's going to be the draft mm-hmm. in that order. Mm-hmm. And there's good. There are two things should be a left tackle and a number one wide receiver. T Higgins looks like he's going to be, he's not going to be the number one ever in Cincinnati as long as Jamar Chase is there. Mm-hmm. So he, and also you got to remember too, 
Tannehill comes off the books. Derrick Henry possibly comes off the books. We'll or if see. he's back, it'll be a or, restructured deal. Or Landry comes off the. I mean, there's a lot of, and the, you're, you got your quarterback on a rookie uh, uh, contract. So you got a lot more money to play with in free agency than if you have a veteran quarterback making thirty or forty a year, mm-hmm, right? Or mm-hmm. even a backup in the twenties. Mm-hmm. Hill at what twenty seven? So you got to get a left tackle, and you got to get a wide re- a, a number one wide receiver, and hope Burks can be a two, because it's time to move on from all of that. Yeah, so he's, yeah. yeah, he's not a one. Well, because you can't depend on him, number right. one. And when yeah. he does play, he's, he's pretty inconsistent. You know, he's got a lot of ability, but, you know, you're right, Greg. Is this guy a number one that you can count on, like, you know, a couple hundred targets a year go-to guy? Probably not. Yep. Uh, a few other news and notes. Uh, congratulations, Sonny Gray. The number, it's ironic, the number one and number two in the American League, Cy Young, is Garrett Young. And then Sonny Gray, uh, runner-up. Garrett Cole. Yeah, what did I say? Derek, Young. Yeah, Derek Young. Who is Derek Young? No, you said Garrett Young. Yeah, not him Garrett either. Cole. Garrett Cole. Yes, yeah. indeed. I saw him pitch a few games in person, as a matter of fact, in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. as you probably did as well. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so Sonny, good good for him. Uh, Runner-up in the American League Cy Young voting. Had a great year. Yeah, 2015, he was third. So nine years later, uh, and he was seventh. So had a resurgence, uh, and, and good for him. The runner-up uh, in the American League Cy Young. Uh, that'll probably get him some some coin. Uh, good game tonight as well, right? Uh, you mentioned it the uh, mm-hmm. the Bengals and, and the uh, the Ravens. Yep, Ravens uh, can beat anybody or lose to anybody. <laughs> exactly, and this is kind of a must win for the Bengals because they dug themselves such a hole with some of the losses that they had early in the year, and they got that they got hot. But you know, the the common belief is maybe they were looking past the Texans let this past Sunday, looking ahead to this game against the Ravens. And uh, it ended up biting them. So if they if if the Bengals lose tonight, they're they're in deep trouble. I think for for making the playoffs. So it should be a highly competitive, good game tonight. You know, probably low scoring because both defenses are good. But Al Michaels shouldn't have a whole lot to complain about tonight. Yeah, um, <laughs> theoretically, right? You yeah. never know. All right, that gets us going this morning. Coming up, it will be uh, former Titans and the Ohio State wide receiver Chris Sanders right here, National Sports Radio. Brad Fowler, Century 21 Right Realty, is asking listeners to please donate a toy to Toys for Tots this holiday season. You can make a difference in the life of a child. Brad Fowler, Century 21 Right Realty is our area's premier and most trusted real estate professional, backed by years of experience. So if you're buying, selling, moving, or improving, give the pros a call today at 615-519-3339. 615-519-3339. That's Brad Fowler, Century 21 Right Realty. He's a professional who cares. Located at 5410 Murfreesboro Road in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers is one-stop shopping for all your liquor, beer, and wine needs and has been a multiple winner annually in the best of Rutherford County voting for best liquor store and top wine shop. Featuring the lowest prices, the best customer service with unsurpassed knowledge, City Slickers offers the largest craft beer selection in Rutherford and southeastern Davidson counties and has beer on tap at its Growler Filling Station. City Slickers also sells mixers, sodas, snacks, tobacco products, 
and the Tennessee Lottery and can place special orders and assist with all your events and even wedding planning. Make sure you follow City Slickers on all their social media or just give them a call at 615-280-7469. That's 615-280-7469. Located in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers. I've got a unique vacation idea for you that's right here in the United States. If you're ready for a vacation that's fun and downright affordable, listen up. It's driving distance for many of you. So no planes, no airline delays, no hassles. It's Branson, Missouri, the entertainment capital of the Midwest. Live music for everyone. Branson has three beautiful, enormous lakes, water attractions, live shows, great food, and tons of entertainment. It's a perfect vacation for you and your family. Or if you're retired and you want to have a great time. And you can stay in Branson for as low as $99 a night. Please understand, this is not a timeshare offer. It's a real vacation for as little as $99 a night. We've got a free vacation guide we want to send you right now. All you have to do is call for complete details. Get your free Branson, Missouri guide right now by calling this number. 800-413-3953 800-413-3953 That's 800-413-3953 are you ready for a touchdown of flavor and excitement? Look no further than Sam's Place and Sam's Sports Grill. The ultimate destination for great food, fantastic drinks, and game time atmosphere that will have you cheering for more. Sam's is the place for every sports fan and food lover with over 40 TVs at every location. Sam's has a family-friendly atmosphere where everyone can have a blast. From their friendly staff to awesome kids' menu, they've got something for everyone. Online at samsplace.net or samsportsgrill.com. Or call and find the nearest location to you. At Sam's, the game is always on and the fun never stops. This is the Greg Fogue and John Burton Show. Derek Henry's next. Yeah, I think this is the first of uh, several moves. I, I, I do. I yeah. think the Titans realize where they are. I think it's a reality check, and I think there could be more moves. I really do. You wake up one morning, you realize it's time to do some different things here. I think that's what it is, so I don't think they're done dealing. Greg Fogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. The Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. It's like an itch on the palm of your hand. In the keys, no songs in the key of life. When that came out, Stevie Wonder, that double album. His magnum opus, they call it. Stevie Wonder, yeah. Legendary, legendary album. Great song. It's Greg Pogue, John Burton Show, presented by Omni Nashville Hotel, Pat and Cook here in the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studio. Chris Sanders, uh, former uh, Ohio University Bobcat wide <laughs> receiver. and Miami of Ohio. Uh, uh, Kent State. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, what the, he, Akron he, Zip. Well, he, during, he, he <laughs> through the transfer portal, he played at four different <laughs> yeah. Mac, he played at four different Mac schools. Yep. He, in kept, Ohio. he kept trying it until he got it right. Yeah, Chris yeah. Sanders. What's up, Chris? Hi, Chris. Hey, up, okay, first of all, I want to talk about this promo you got. The itch on the palm of your hand? What the heck is that? I have. I don't want to know. The itch on the palm of your hand, and then second thing, man, where the heck have you been, Mister Greg? I got. I was sicker than a dog last Thursday well, morning. I mean, man. You, can't, you can't call nobody and say, "Hey, man, I'm, I'm doing bad." I mean, I thought you was on Florida wearing some Bermuda shorts. No, <laughs> that'll be. Uh, well, I got I scared. Will, I, I got scared because I thought I saw you on, on YouTube. I'm like, oh, I got scared. <laughs> <laughs> I was well, like, is that Greg? Got on Bermuda shorts? I'm like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Black socks. 
Birkenstocks, <laughs> like peppermint patty. Sandals. He had a flip-flops. Sandals. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. But I got with, with one toe cut out because uh, I have gout. <laughs> Hey, how y'all doing? Y'all good? Good, Chris. How's it going, going, bro? Hey, uh, all right. How do we keep? uh, How do you keep uh, Will Levis from being uh, just killed the rest of the year? Yeah, Chris, can you play left tackle by any chance? I I can play left tackle with the one bar face mask. I can do something. (laughs) I don't. You know what? I I, you know I talked to uh, Brad Hopkins because Brad Hopkins know a lot more than me than offensive line. And I know everybody's talking about athletic wise. These guys can't do it. You got Brunskill, Dylan, all those guys. He said they're not, they're really not communicating because when you run that zone, that zone scheme blocking, he said this. He said you're not blocking a man, you're blocking a gap. If you look at the last game when the um, the linebacker White from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers was mugging the gap, yeah. nobody communicated. Nobody communicated to each other. The guard and the tackle didn't communicate and say, okay, we got an alert, and he blitzes and sacks the quarterback. Those are the kind of things that the, the Tennessee Titans need to definitely work on. Things like that schematically and make sure they communicate and be on the same page. So you're saying it's coaching? Is that what you're telling me? No, I'm not saying it's <laughs> no. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's coaching. I just think that, that you know when you have a lot of guys that haven't played together, they're not going to communicate communicate because they don't know each other. I talked to Brad. He said Brad knew Benji Olsen. Benji Olsen knew uh, Bruce Matthews. Those guys knew each other, so they know that any front that any team brought, they were on the same page regardless of what happened. And that's what that's what that's what uh, this Tennessee Titans team need to do. You know, I said it uh, before, Chris. You know, it feels like the heartbeat of this team, right, is that defensive line, particularly Autry yeah. and Simmons. If they're not wreaking havoc and stopping yep. the run and getting after the quarterback, this Titans team is going to have a hard time winning. I mean, I mean, because the thing about it is, if you look at a couple of years ago when they were really, really good on defense, the back end didn't really need to cover. Mm-hmm. I know everybody's talking about the secondary. You know, they're giving up explosive plays, but I don't care how good a secondary you have if your front four or your front three is not putting pressure on the quarterback. They're they're going to carve you up. I mean, look at look at in the secondary. Look at look at all the the receivers that the Tennessee Titans play. Look at how many yards they've given up. Like last week, Evans he had 143 yards. Johnson against Pittsburgh, he had 90 yards. Chase, uh, Jamar Chase from the Bengals, 73, and Cooper from the Browns had 116. The reason why they're getting those explosive plays because your front is not getting the quarterback off the spot, and then that's kind of why you're seeing those situations happen. Chris Sanders with us. Chris, um, if you know this is a team that is sort of in a decline, right, and you hope to hold on and be as competitive as long as you can, but you're a member of that team, and you know there's not enough components to be successful at the highest level. How do you handle that as a player? I mean, it's it's. See, I've been in this situation a lot because when I first got drafted, we were seven and nine, eight and eight, eight and eight, not seven and nine. So, the one thing you have to do is you just got to keep building with the pieces that you have, and then and then you know later on you can go to the Super Bowl, and that's the the shining light that you may see because when I first got in the league, it was tough. I mean, we were getting beat up every week. We were in close games, but we were consistently losing. But what that did when we were losing, it taught us how to win. Then all of a sudden we get in 1999, we kept those core pieces like on defense. We had Blaine Bishop, Marcus Robinson, you know, Joe Bowden, all those guys. And then we get on offense, we have myself, and then we added guys like Kevin Dyson, Yancey Thigpen, and uh, you just kept those guys. So if you have a situation like that where you keep those main pieces, then you add more, then you can see the, the light down the road. Chris, I just think the ten Titans could be uh, heading into a buzzsaw this weekend. You saw, oh you saw the Jaguars get embarrassed at home last week by the 49ers, Ooh. and uh, I'm sure their coach, Peterson, is telling them, you know, hey, uh, we, you know, maybe you're not as good as you think you are. We got a division <laughs> opponent that's weakened. 
you know, let's let's put the final nail in the coffin. I think I think it's it's going to be tough sledding for the Titans this weekend. What say you? I mean, they, they got some dogs up front, and it starts with that cat, Josh Allen. He has nine sacks already. Mm. I mean, he flies around, and this is a, this defense uh, is way better than the Buccaneers. I mean, they're fast, they're big, they're physical. The back end is pretty good, and then on offense. Their offense has some playmaker. You got Christian Kirk. You got Ridley that's coming back off of suspension. You got a running back, Etienne. I can't pronounce the name. It sounds like I don't Etienne. Know. E- Etienne. Say it five times. <laughs> 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 but Etienne, I'm just gonna call him Big E. Big okay, e. there you go. Uh, yeah, Big E. But he he's a four. He's a running. Guy. He got 612 yards. So you have a complete offense. You got a quarterback that plays good at times. He's still not that echelon quarterback. Mm-hmm. But if he starts to play well. You got some good receivers. You got a defense that's nasty. This is a dangerous team, and I'm just kind of concerned when they when they play the Tennessee Titans. Chris Sanders with us. Uh, Chris, uh, I was watching TV the other day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go with my uh, uh, daughter. And who's, by the way, maybe given birth within like three or four weeks. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Bless yeah. Us. So uh, maybe a little bit. Yeah, the pokey bear's going to be a yeah. grandpa. Lord, a <laughs> <hey>, mercy. <laughs> Papa pokey. Yeah, and, and, and we were oh. uh, just sitting around watching TV. Oh, my God. And uh, we were actually uh, just watching, you know, any little bit of anything. And uh, uh, she said, man, that guy's he can sing. No, no, no. That's that's not Chris Sanders. It's Kendrick Lamar. Oh. You know, so, uh, anyway. Hey, but I was watching a movie, one of my favorite movies, and I shared it last week. But guess what? I'm going to share it again. I was watching Cannonball Run. I'm like, man, this is a great movie. Somebody walks across the screen, and my, my daughter's like, is, is, is that Greg? Did you work? I said, no, that's, that's Dom DeLuise. Like, <laughs> Dom DeLuise. <laughs> Oh, oh man. Hey, Greg, I actually missed you the last two weeks. Man. Well, yeah, you, the- you, hey, by the way, congratulations. Uh, Friday night we had the game right here. Joe Fisher, Jonathan Schaefer, uh, overtime, walk-off, uh, uh, what, field goal to win it? Yeah, field goal to win yeah, it, yeah. Yeah, big win over uh, Innsworth in overtime. Yeah, it was a great – I mean, two great programs, two teams that did battle out. I mean, I take my hat off to Innsworth because they fought – but you know what? This 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 season has taught me a lot as a, a lot as a coach that it doesn't where it doesn't matter where you start but where you finish. And if you have a whole team that doesn't just buy in but trust in, you can do some great things. So I'm excited about where we're going. We go up and play McCauley, who's a who's a monster. But at the end of the day, we're gonna try to hit them in the mouth. <laughs> what did you make of the uh, Harbaugh suspension there, Chris? And what does it mean um, I mean, for the how long did he get suspended? What, two games the rest of the season? Three, yeah. Yeah, three, and then, you know, he, he he's back for the Big Ten championship well, game in the college football well, playoffs. here's the deal. They suspended him. And he can coach him yeah. during the week. Hey, during the week, travel with them. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the coach spends, what, 70, 80 hours a week coaching. Yeah. He only misses three, the three yeah, hours I mean, of the game. Listen, it's, it's kind of like this, and I shared this illustration before. If If – if I'm a great athlete and I run track, right, I run track and I break the world record, I ran nine seven eight and I break the world record, but at the end of the day I know that I had to cheat to get there, then then in the back of my mind I really didn't win. And I'm not saying that he did wrong. I don't really know the situation of actually what would happen. I know he's still in signs and all that. But if he did that to win the games, then there's going to be an asterisk if they win the national championship in his mind, not just on paper. Hmm. Yeah, there's no bias coming from you at no. all, right? <laughs> I, know, I know, and I don't even like to say the name Michigan. I mean, I don't even like the name. Well, I'm, I'm, the team up north. Oh, team up! Thank yeah. you, team up north. They got the ugliest colors. I mean, 
Blue and blue and yellow. It's Chris, like a Chris, gerbil. Chris, take us inside the rivalry. Obviously, the game's coming oh, up a week from sorry. Saturday. What was what was what was the team up north week like at practice at the was, Ohio State University? It was it was insane. I'm gonna tell you, you felt the pressure. You felt the you know the tradition. You felt everything that's going on. Then during the week, there's the so ghost many, of Woody Hayes yelling the ghost at you. Of Woody, exactly. I, I, went, I was walking. You better not somebody, lose to those guys. Somebody said, "Hey," and I was like, "Is that Woody?" And I, I mean, I was, it was kind of, <laughs> I was kind of scared. I'm like, you know, kind of nervous. But let me tell you, this right. You see, I didn't really know the impact of it until I actually was in it. And when I got to the Ohio State University, and the first time they played Michigan, because I was I was ineligible my first year, mm-hmm. people lose their mind. I mean, <laughs> even during during class, you know, you know, a lot like thousands and thousands of people are uh, are, are are coming to stand in a place called the Owen Tangy River. You're talking about about a hundred some thousand people just standing there chanting and acting crazy, and then all of a sudden they break the goalpost down and they're carrying it down High Street. High Street is a place about a mile away from the stadium. People lose their mind, and then as the actual game comes, and you walk, you walk on the field, you walk through the stadium, and you can just feel the pressure. You can just feel the intensity. You can the crowd is screaming. You know, the both teams don't like each other. Guys about to fight. I'm not fighting. I'm in the corner because I'm scared. So you know, just 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 things like that, and and it just makes it the rivalry so beautiful. They don't. We don't like those guys. Now, Ryan Day's done a great job at, at the Ohio yeah. State University, <laughs> yeah. but. He loses for a third straight year to Michigan. No. I mean, are they going you know, take me inside, you know, Buckeye oh. Nation. Are they going to call for his head? Ask John Cooper, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, we won our last game. So we, last <laughs> year we beat him. So we hit 9-1? No, one and, nine. One, and 12. 1 and 12. Okay. But are, yeah. are, are they going to be but, calling for Ryan Day's head and saying, bring us Mike Vrabel or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I'm telling you, you're, the, the crazy part about the fans of it, they'll love you, but they will get you up out of there in a minute. When you, <laughs> you, can, you can lose every game. But when it comes to Michigan and you lose, they are ready to get you up out of here because the year before uh, we beat uh, uh, Michigan my senior year, they were getting ready to fire him, and we were 10 and 1 the year before that. I know. You guys were great that year. Great that year. If he loses to Michigan, there's going to be some mad folk because there's a lot of people that call me during the week from, from Columbus, and right when they lost last year, they were getting mad at me like I was the coach. I'm like, what are you doing, big fella? I'm just Christopher Dwayne Sanders. He's Ryan Day. I, I had to hang up on some people. Like, hey, what are blaming you, you for? Like, come on, what the hell? What the hell happened, hey, Chris? You got to throw, throw the hater. Hey. Hey. Easy, big fella. Hey. How do you explain this, Chris? Folk. They cuss to me. I'm like, man, I'm just. They're like, what are you going to do about it, Chris? I, oh, do you want me to put on my jersey and run some routes for you? I mean, what are you uh, well, uh, I love it. I love the fact that it's it's yeah. it's always at 11 a.m. Central, noon That's Eastern. Weird, you know. Seven at nighttime. I know that. One, well, that it's one too year, damn cold well, up that, there. That one year it, it was that one year it was one versus two. They they, they had it like in the middle of the afternoon, like three thirty yeah. Eastern. Remember that? I think. I know, yeah, it was one versus you, two, yeah, like two thousand six, whatever year that was. You know where I watched that game? Uh-uh. Where St. Thomas Virgin Islands? Really? What's your Bermuda shorts on? <laughs> Come on, man! You making my stomach hurt with that white stuff on his nose? <laughs> and then he has, and, you know, then he has a tank top with a Kool Aid stain on it. <laughs> <laughs> that was Bloody Mary. <laughs> Hey now, Heck, I miss you, man. And, uh, that's okay. Well, hey, this coming Saturday, our last football game of the yeah. year, uh, one thirty the pregame, two o'clock kickoff, right here, Tennessee Tech, uh, and uh, Chris and I'll be on the call for that uh, from Nissan Stadium. You know, uh, 
my daughter was over at the house the other day, and we were watching the NFL Network and had these reruns uh, of the old Cowboys, right? Mm-hmm. And there was yeah. a number 22. And she goes, is that Chris Sanders? He's really fast. I said, no, no, no. That's the fastest man in the world, Bob Hayes. That's not oh, Chris my Sanders. God. I thought, well, hey. I, I thought maybe, I thought maybe uh, he would be mistaken for Thomas Hollywood Henderson. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but I got one for you too, mister. I was watching Three's Company. And me, me, me and my daughter was like, hey, that guy that's walking around with that ugly suit on, who, is, is that, is that Greg? I said, no, nah, baby, that's Don Knox. <laughs> You're you're done. You're done. Done. Hey, I got my sharpshooter shooting at you. (laughs) Hey, they give me one bullet. I keep it in my my shirt. Yo, you got me with the Billy Ocean, man. That hurt. That hurt my heart. Because I went back and look how he looks. He's got a mustache like Jim Fisher, and that's wrong. (laughs) Everyone should have a. Every man should have a mustache like Jeff Fisher. I tell you what. I, I got to tell you, Chris. He was on my pod. He he uh, jumped on my podcast last week he's that I normally dude. do with Keith because uh, Keith was out of pocket. We had a blast. He was telling he's a stories. Good dude, man. If you get a chance, go back and listen to it, man. I would check it out. Thanks for inviting me. I'm sorry I couldn't make it last time. You all good, man. We'll back. get you on sometime. It's all good. We'll yeah. talk about Greg and his Bermuda shorts. <laughs> oh, that. Yeah, we'll just we'll just talk about Greg and fish. That'll be. You got to put his picture. You got to put his picture up there. And be like, hey, these are the shorts that you don't wear. <laughs> this is the tank top that's really tight. See, we got you. <laughs> See you Saturday, Chris. I, I hey, Saturday. good luck. Hey, good luck down at Macaulay. Yeah. Friday. Hey, yeah, thanks, Greg. Man. Appreciate you guys. Nice Thank you. Guy. All right. <laughs> Lord. Can you imagine a three-hour car ride each way to UT oh, Mark God. with just us two? Ugh. Yeah, just it's like that back and forth nonstop, yeah, right? Yeah, then he takes a nap. All, yeah. right, we're, all right, we're wide open to the top of the hour. Who's coming up at uh, Mia O'Brien from Ten Ten XL okay. in Jacksonville? Talk a little Jags Titans. All right, phone calls six one five eight four four fifty six hundred. Do you ever feel like gambling is causing financial strain or hurting your relationships? The Gambling Clinic has been helping people who want to change their gambling habits for over two decades. With physical clinics and remote online appointments, we're here to help you make informed decisions about your gambling so it doesn't lead to a bigger problem. Visit us at thegamblingclinic.com so we can work together to help you win your life back. This project is funded by the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services. When you've experienced the loss of a loved one, you can trust SAG Funeral Home to guide you through the process of honoring their life. At SAG Funeral Home, they pride themselves in serving families in Nashville and surrounding areas with dignity, respect, and compassion. The staff is experienced in a variety of funeral services and can help you celebrate your loved one, no matter your religion, culture, or budget. Family and veteran-owned funeral home and cremations now are handled all in one location. We'll help create a personalized experience to pay tribute to your loved one's unique life. Ask about the pre-planning service as well. SAG Funeral Home. Serving Nashville and Middle Tennessee for over 40 years. In your time of need, you need someone you can trust who can provide comfort to your family in a very professional way. SAG Funeral Home, 1503 Buchanan Street. Call today, 615-244-5044. 615-244-5044. SAG Funeral Home. For comfort and care in your time of need. SAG Funeral Home. Proud sponsor of TSU Football on WNSR. 
Have you ever met a single person in your life that enjoys paying taxes? No, no one does. If you can't sleep at night because you have a huge problem with the IRS, I've got some free advice for you. This service is strictly limited to individuals that owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes. And if you qualify, we can guarantee that you won't be writing a big fat check to the IRS or our services cost you nothing. The first 100 people that call today will get a free tax consultation worth $500. Stop worrying about your IRS problem. We can help you. We promise. Call the tax doctor right now. I mean right now to learn more. 800-649-0142. That's 800-649-0142. Trusted for creative design and committed to both the function and aesthetics of your smile, Jody Jones Dentistry for 26 years has provided a wide range of general and cosmetic dentistry services along Nashville's Music Row and coming soon to Hermitage and Murfreesboro. The Nashville leader for cosmetic dentistry provides a unique luxury environment for patients who want his famous Hollywood smile. Just ask the country music stars, actors, athletes. Yeah, he was eight years the dentist for the Predators to display his celebrity smile. To learn more, visit JodyJonesDDS.com or call 615-259-5100. The Tennessee State Tigers, riding in the first winning season since 2017, close out the regular season Saturday at Nissan Stadium against longtime rival Tennessee Tech in a matchup in the new Big South OVC Alliance. Hello, this is Greg Pogue inviting you to join former Titans wide receiver Chris Sanders and me on the game broadcast Saturday right here on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. Pre-game show at 1.30, kickoff at 2. That's Tennessee State versus Tennessee Tech in the season finale Saturday afternoon right here on Nashville Sports Radio. Some shows make you rip out the dial. Greg and John make you rip out the whole radio. The Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. Always uh, people bring me us treats. Uh, up from Smyrna, my adopted hometown, uh, David Bass, a longtime listener, and brought by, he had been to the Outer Banks, and uh, the there's a shirt that's got a, what, a VW band down on the beach under a palm tree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll, I'll set a picture of that. Pogue Life. Spelled exactly the way your last name is spelled. It's a thing. Have I've, uh, my daughter got me, a, or somebody gave us a T-shirt, The Pogue Life, and it's like a, uh, The Pogue Life Outer Banks. It's something. It's, it, it's a thing. Let me call it that. So, anyway. Cool. <laughs> Aren't you excited? Uh, that's that's really cool. It's a cool T-shirt. I, what What is Pogue Life, though? I'm still trying to figure that part out. If you're a pogue, that means you're from the cut, the south of the. Uh, it's a whole thing, uh, home of the working class who make busting tables, washing yachts, running charters, the natural habitat of the pogues. It's a show. It's a TV show, and then there's a thing called a kook. You know, I've never seen it, but anyway. yeah, okay, yeah. I'll have to check it out. Can I get? Can I get it on YouTube? I like I said, I have no idea. I, I ran. I don't want anything to do with the pogues. Trust me, I run the road. So way. Tupac was about thug life. You're about pogue life. Mm-hmm. All right. It's, uh, it means uh, 14 paid hobbies. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I 
right, 615-844-5600. If you want to give us a call uh, and talk about whatever you want to talk about. Uh, Tennessee, Georgia. And you know it's news when Tennessee's, the news cycle is they announce what uniforms they're going to wear. Yeah, they're going smoky grays, all black. Well, Dolly they, Parton's going to be there. That's Dolly's all, all I know. There. Really? Okay. Well, that's that's significant. Do they, do they have a chance? Sure. Yeah, they do. I don't think so. They're going to wear uh, the white helmet with the white pants and the orange jersey, which is their classic. Isn't that their classic home uniform look? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I like I like that look. What's the line in that game? I mean. Georgia's already nine, Georgia's right? already won the East, right? But they oh, kind of, yeah. but they kind of need to keep winning, don't they? Yeah. yeah, they lose this, they're probably out of the national championship conversation they, unless they come back and beat Alabama. They could maybe lose to yeah. Alabama in the SEC title game, still get in. Yeah. Don't think so. But they got to be undefeated yeah. going in, right? Yeah. Yes, and then yeah, Tennessee lost. I think, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think if they go if they go into the SEC championship game undefeated and lose a close game to Alabama, I think they're still in. It's going to be hard, yeah. you know. Line it's, is ten. Right it started now. at ten. Yeah, yeah 10. so it's yeah. it's held steady. Uh, to me, it'd be difficult for the committee to leave Georgia out, the two-time defending national champions, with one loss in a in a conference championship game against a really good Alabama team. By the way, that's going to be a great game, man. I'm, well, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, so yeah, but you're right. They they have to be undefeated going into that game. So they got what Tennessee and then um, Georgia Tech, right? to wrap up the uh, regular season. So, yeah, so this is – you're right. George is going to be highly motivated. And so to answer your question, no, I don't think Tennessee has much of a chance now that I think about it. Brock Bowers <laughs> is back. He caught a yep. touchdown pass. Yeah, he looked good too, didn't he? Yep. And, you know, give Georgia credit for being able to weather the storm while their best player – at the time he got hurt, I thought he was the best player in the country, you know, while he was gone to kind of keep everything on schedule. And now he's back and – you know, it's almost like a renewed energy for the for this Bulldogs team that, you know, and like you said, they're highly motivated to try for a three peat. I'm sure they'd love to, you know, go undefeated three years in a row or whatever it is, and you know. So. And, and oh, by the way, as good as the D three transfer story was for Missouri, you got the best running back I think in the SEC right now in uh, mm-hmm. Edwards, who yeah. was, can do it out of the backfield, can catch the ball at. Tennessee doesn't fix their run game up. They're going to get ran. They're not. They're not going to have to throw it to well, Brock Bowers. It took a while for Carson Beck to settle in at quarterback, too, mm-hmm. and he's playing really well. And then just that all the athletes that they have on both sides of the ball. I mean, they got gutted by the draft, but they they roll out fours and five stars in every position. Uh, so they got it going. So ten points, huh? Hmm. That's an interesting spread. All right, we'll take a break. You want to call? Here's how. 615-844-5600. And now, Tennessee Heat and Air is reminding motorists to slow down on our roadways, keep an eye out for kids at play, and never text and drive. This message is brought to you by Tennessee Heat and Air. For all your residential or commercial heating and air repairs, maintenance, and installations, give the pros a call today at 615-856-3610. 615-856-3610. That's Tennessee Heat and Air. Going the extra mile for safety. They're professionals who care. In Tennessee, 967,430 people struggle with hunger. And 295,570 of them are children. That's one in seven who struggle with hunger. 
and one in five are children. People who are hungry are not necessarily living on the streets. They may be in your child's classroom, in your neighborhood, or just down the street. In addition, many of these people live in food deserts, which are areas more than 10 miles from the nearest grocery store. Often there are limited resources to get food, and the only option is fast food or convenience markets. While processed food may help with hunger pangs, it provides little to no nutrition. What began in 2008 as a dream to buy land, grow food, and give it away has recently developed into a way to serve and impact more individuals in the community. God has blessed our mission to be a healthy food source to those in need so much, By Faith Farm had to create a nonprofit to continue meeting the need in the community on a larger scale. Visit ByFaithFarm.com to get involved. That's ByFaithFarm.com. Post-COVID travel is on a surge. Many of you are traveling for fun because you've been locked up for two years. Listen, whether you're traveling for fun to Italy, Greece, Spain, France, or somewhere else fun in the world, or USA, now is a great time to book before the crowds hit and save. Plus, with a strong U.S. dollar, you'll get more travel bang for your buck. Right now is a smart time to make your reservations and call low-cost airlines. With one phone call, you can let us do all the work for free. We'll shop hundreds of airlines, hotels, resorts, and give you a way to save huge money on your vacation plans. And if you call right now, we'll give you a free hotel room with a qualified travel purchase. So, call right now. 800-704-1662 That's 800-704-1662 Hmm, this is something I wish I'd known. Many people who live in Tennessee are eligible for help paying for healthy food for pregnant and new moms, their babies, and young children, but don't realize it. Family income can be higher than you think. There's a website called TennesseeMeals.com for more information. Assistance for healthy food for expectant moms and young children. This information I need to share. TennesseeMeals.com Brought to you by the Tennessee Justice Center, the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters. And- it's a Bill King show. We created a rule decades ago on the show. Weddings, things of that nature, during the playing portion, do not get consideration. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Weddings are meant for the spring. They do not get consideration during the playing portion of the season. That's just the way we work it around here. That's the way we play it around here. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. You're listening to the Greg Pogan News Channel 5 John Burton Show. Text or call the show at 615-844-5600 and tell John that Jordan is better than LeBron. Yeah, they'll play again until Saturday afternoon yeah, against the Blackhawks, Matt Nick. One o'clock, uh, maybe needing a break uh, as they limp here. Yeah. The, uh, right now, this team could not ha- afford to have UC Soros uh, at subpar, and he is right now. It's something that's happened every year, just mm-hmm. about in his career, the slow starts. But right now, it's this may be the, his slowest start yet. Yeah, and they're not playing very well in front of him, but you're right. I mean, like I said, I was in the building the other night, had a nice two-goal lead, and you're thinking, you know, that was the third two-goal lead that they'd given up in, their, in, in two games. 
And you would think with a goaltender, the caliber of UC Saros, a couple goal leads should be, especially at home, should be enough for you to pull out a win. But you're right. He struggled. Like I said, the guys in front of him have struggled. You know, I think Dante Fabro has struggled. So, you know, it's, uh, it is where it is right now. They, they've got to, you know, they got to start stringing some wins together because, you know, if we're looking down the road, you know, <laughs> I know it's, yeah. it's super early in the season, yeah. but if, if they're, you know, if they're swimming upstream around that trade deadline, people are going to come calling for UC Soros. And you're, you're going to have to decide whether or not, you know, you want to hang on to this guy because he's a top end goaltender with a very, very, under a very, very team friendly contract currently. Yep. And he's going to get pizzade when, uh, when he becomes a free agent. They've lost four in a row, six of seven, last place in the division, five, 10 and 0. That's the third worst winning percentage in all the NHL on pace to go, uh, 27, 55 and 0, which would be the worst winning percentage. Uh, they have the worst, third worst, worst, uh, penalty kill in the league. On and on and on. I like this headline. Paul Skirbina, and he didn't write the headline, obviously, but it, the Tennessean. Nashville Predators off to poor start. Is it UC Soros' fault? Are they really that bad? <laughs> yeah. I, I, who the hell wrote that headline? I, well, yeah. I think it's a good one, quite yeah. frankly. It, that's what we're just talking about. Is it Soros' fault? Are they that bad? They're a team in transition. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it is It is what it is. And I think they probably expected more from Soros to help them get through this, you know, transition piece, right? So from that standpoint, I guess you can partially put it on him, but I think it's... I think it's team wide and organizational to me. I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to pin it on one guy. Yeah, but I really but if he is that level of goaltender, he needs to play at that level and not every season, you know, get off to a slow start. I mean, that's just the word of being a pro. Yeah, this happens every year. 13 games, he's allowed four goals five times, five and six in consecutive games. He's lost five starts in a row, six of his past seven. Again, not all that is, is on him, but he's allowed at least four goals five times in 13 games. And But he, that was last year, and he bounced back last year. Mm-hmm. But his save percentage is below 90%, 3.3 goals against. Um, he wasn't this bad at this time last year. Let me put it that way. Yeah. So, but then again, it, it, we'll see. I, he always, well, I think he always things, comes around. Yeah, I think one of the things we uh, we often, you know, forget to talk about, not only is this team learning a new offensive system under Brunette, but also a new defensive system, right? So, Well, and you know, Luke Shin and Ryan McDonough are out, mm-hmm. and that would improve the defense right away, just right. having those people in. Right. Um even from the forward positions, they're in that transition also. Are we a defensive-minded react team, or mm-hmm. are we the aggressor, the offensive team? Well, in that transition, something suffers, right? Yep. It's usually goals against. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, this is a this is a team under construction. Like I said, it's a transition period, and um, you know they're gonna. If you're a Predators fan, you're going to have to pack your patience until things start to settle into place a little bit more. All right. uh, At 1040 this morning, we have uh, the coaches from Antioch, from from East Nashville and Liberty Creek. We'll be talking to them at 1040. That's our mid-state check-down game of the week. Liberty Creek at East Nashville Friday night. But coming up, who do we have? 
Mia O'Brien from 1010XL in Jacksonville. I'll get it about the fifth time yeah. I ask. <laughs> I, don't need to, I don't need to really remember it because you have it, right? Look at that. All right. That's why what makes us just the hell of a team we are. Mm-hmm. Coming up. AM 95.9 FM Brentwood Nashville 107.9 FM Smyrna Nashville's first 24-hour sports station WNSR Nashville Sports Radio ABC News I'm Jim Ryan common ground between President Biden and Chinese President Xi at the APEC summit in San Francisco the two have agreed to resume military to military communications and to curb fentanyl production one controversy, though, Biden's response when asked whether he still considers Xi a dictator. Well, look, he is. I mean, he's a dictator in the sense that he, he is a guy who runs a country that is a communist country that based on a form of government totally different than ours. China has called the comment wrong and irresponsible. In Washington, a government shutdown has been averted. The Senate has overwhelmingly approved a short-term spending bill. Also in D.C., Violent clashes outside the headquarters of the Democratic National Committee. Protesters demanded a ceasefire in the Israel-Hamas war. At least six police officers were hurt. One arrest has been made. The House Ethics Committee this morning has found what it calls substantial evidence of illegal activities by New York Republican Congressman George Santos. This is ABC News. Nothing slows my little girl down except a stuffy nose. That's why I use Sinex Children's Saline from Vicks. Sinex instantly clears mucus in everyday stuffy little noses with a gentle, ultra-fine mist designed for kids. Just Sinex? Breathe. Her stuffy nose is gone for now. And so is she. Sinex Children's Saline. Sinex? Breathe. Use as directed, keep out of reach of children. A psoriasis flare-up can make a walk in the park. Well, no walk in the park. It's that obvious, huh? I've tried so many lotions and creams, but I still have symptoms. So those don't do enough to treat the inflammation beneath the skin, leaving you with those uncontrolled symptoms. Makes sense, but what else can I do? You can get real with your dermatologist so they can help you get clear. Make an appointment and, oh, you're already on it. Hi, yes, I'd like to make an appointment. Get real clear about psoriasis at letsgetrealclear.com. Sponsored by Affy. WNSR. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Bob's Steak and Chop House, located in the Omni Nashville Hotel, is a nationally renowned steakhouse specializing in the finest corn-fed Midwestern prime beef. The menu formula is simple. Incredible meat, gigantic shrimp, fabulous salads, and decadent desserts. Start your experience at Bob's with the fried calamari or fresh scallops seared in Texas burnt honey. All the beef at Bob's Steak and Chop House are USDA prime cuts from the traditional fillet 
filet of tenderloin and ribeye to the adventurous Kansas City bone-in strip. They even have two different surf and turf options. And if you're looking for the other white meat, Bob's Steak and Chop House serves a dry-aged pork tomahawk with homemade applesauce. Fresh seafood is on the menu from salmon to scampi and even fresh lobster tail. For reservations, give them a call or log on to the Omni Nashville Hotel website. Bob's Steak and Chop House at the Omni Nashville Hotel. As a Middle Tennessee-based company, Strike and Spare Family Fund Centers is committed to helping our community. This November, we are honoring our local veterans. Strike and Spare is partnering with We Are Building Lives, a local foundation dedicated to helping veterans get back on their feet. So far, more than 1,100 homeless veterans have been helped off the streets through the We Are Building Lives Foundation. During November, for every $5 donation made to We Are Building Lives, Strike and Spare will give you a free game of bowling. Visit any of our five area Strike and Spare centers to donate or visit strikeandspare.com to donate today and help our heroes find a way home. Behold, it's the single greatest thing on earth. Are you listening to me? Welcome back to the Greg Bogue and John Burton Show. Brought to you by the Omni Nashville Hotel. Let's take some calls from the public, shall we? Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Hold your nose because the bull's about to fly. Now, here's Greg Vogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. It is hour number two. Strike and Spare Family Fund Center Studios. JB, the Titans are in Jacksonville Sunday at noon. And uh, I'll let you uh, introduce your friend, our guest from Jacksonville or in Jacksonville. Maybe not from there. No, she's from Jersey. Oh, okay. Well, well okay. She'll come up here and kick your ass, too, if you well, get out of line. Mia hey, O'Brien there's, there's, hey, from... We don't need to ship anybody in. There's plenty of <laughs> yeah, people you got, right here you got that want to do that. Yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, Mia O'Brien covers the Jaguars for 1010XL down in Duval. Mia, good morning. Thanks for being on the show. Good morning. I'm not sure I have the same punch as John Burton, um, but I have been hitting the Peloton shadow boxing classes hard. Does that count? That's what I'm talking about. I've been seeing you on, I've been seeing you on social, getting your work in. I like it. Trying, trying. A little cardio this morning, although I got to tell you guys, especially as we look ahead to Sunday's matchup, we've had an awful nor'easter. I'm not sure what the weather's been up in Nashville. Mm-hmm. It has been raining for the past uh, six days. We haven't seen the sun since Friday. Thankfully, the reports are that we will, in the forecast, see the sun by Saturday morning and then obviously looking like perfect temperatures Sunday at the bank. But my goodness, it has been a not ideal weather if you're looking to run outside or just enjoy 70-degree weather. Well, I can tell you here, it's about 70 degrees, not a cloud in the sky, a little bit of a breeze. So I don't know where this, you know, you know, I'm from the Northeast like you are. We've, you know, both experienced, experienced some horrible winters, and this is a lot better than where we're from, I'll tell you that. I wish I was kidding. Like, I feel like I'm in Ithaca or my old stomping grounds in <laughs> Iowa again, where we went like 20 straight days not seeing the sun. My wow. boyfriend looked at me last night, and he's like, we haven't seen the sun since Friday. Um, so <laughs> a little wacky weather, but thankfully uh, the hope is that it'll be out of the way by Sunday. Let's start here. Uh, Zay Jones, any update on uh, his situation, and uh, should we expect to see him on Sunday? Yeah, first and foremost, obviously, we will let the legal process play out. That's from the Jaguars. It's from Zay's camp. That's from my personal standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, but – 
from what the police report has stated, from what we have been told, the incident occurred with the mother of his child during a custody swap on Monday. Apparently, again, this is according to the police report and the official report when he appeared in court Tuesday morning, he tried to scratch, or not scratch, snatch her necklace or at least made a motion to grab at it. And when officers arrived, they saw some forms of what could be fingernails on her neck. And Florida legal rule states that if if an officer is called for a domestic dispute, one of the two parties must be arrested. And so, uh, unfortunately, given, you know, the uncertainty of that exact situation, it was they that had to bear the brunt of that. Um, He is back in the facility. He was limited yesterday. I don't think he was even going to be able to play as the Jags have been very cautious with bringing him back. He obviously had that bone bruise earlier in the season. Mm -hmm. They brought him back for the Buffalo game. He catches a touchdown, and then he promptly somehow re-aggravates either that injury or a different injury. It's in the same knee, but we have not been told exactly what it is. And so they've been extremely cautious anyway. So he probably wasn't going to play anyways this week. He still could because he is practicing. He's in the building. And Doug Peterson said yesterday, until they hear otherwise from the league, all they know is that he has a court date on December 6th. But other than that, he is free to continue arriving to work and playing for the Jaguars. Mia, the uh, the last game notwithstanding, Jacksonville looks like it's picked to win the division. A lot of people picking them to go deep in the playoffs. Is there an angst or a little bit of anxiety about this or surrounding this team because well the expectation levels have increased obviously as Trevor Lawrence progressed and the talent base has improved dramatically the last couple of years how does that fan base feel because you know they want it to happen and it may or may not happen for a team that is expected to happen too does that make sense totally uh the fan base is concerned as all get out I get texts <laughs> every day from friends in a panic about the offense is not performing to the level we expected them to. The defense can't keep up the level that they were performing at the first eight weeks of the season. It's all going to go to heck in a handbasket real quick. Um, I can tell you from talking to the players in that locker room, from people in the front office, from the coaching staff, the reality is, and I hope I'm not uh, out of line in saying this, it's the NFL. You're going to get your ass handed to you from time to time. Um, those blowouts happen. I talked to one player yesterday off the record, and he said, he's like, don't you remember the Detroit game last year where we got blown out by three scores? And that was after that dramatic win against the Ravens where, wait for it, Zay Jones catches a two-point conversion that Doug Peterson went for with nine seconds left on the clock. And so, or 20 seconds left on the clock, whatever it was. And so the reality is, is that you can look at last week as a one-off, but Jaguar fans are petrified because it's not just that game. It's that they're one in three now at home. Mm. Um, and the concern of why are they struggling at home but doing so well on the road? Why have they only scored outside of that Colts game one touchdown in their other three contests at Everbank Stadium? That's where I think fans are disgruntled because for those who haven't traveled to away games, they're not seeing the offense that they were told that they would see. And even for those that have traveled, it's looked competent at times, but it hasn't looked like the greatest show on turf that was advertised during training camp. Mia O'Brien joins us from 1010XL in Jacksonville, covers the Jaguars. That's a flagship station for Jaguars football down in Duval. So, Mia, you know, we talked about last week, them, you know, Jags getting their asses handed to them by the 49ers. Do you think the uh, organization came away from that game shell-shocked, or do you think they're going to be more locked in facing a Titans team where you know they could basically end the Titans season with a win on Sunday and you know 
anytime you have a chance to do that against a division rival, you want to take advantage of it. Yeah, there's been a lot of speculation, um, just to take you in, you know, inside the lines and I guess in between the weeds here. Um, but Doug Peterson took 45 minutes to get to his postgame press conference on Sunday. Um, it has been confirmed that was because he was meeting with owner Shad Tan. And so hmm. a lot of speculation of all, oh, like, was Shad reading in the Riot Act? I can tell you, I talked to several people yesterday. He was not reading in the Riot Act. If anything, Todd was marveling at, you know, whether you want to note that it was a lot of Niner fans or a lot of Jag fans, how many people were in the stadium and, you know, how unfortunate the loss was, but the fact that the fan base has rallied around this team on a five-game win streak at the time and then also wanted to introduce them to a bunch of investors. And so some people have speculated that was that conversation about Doug Peterson taking back play calling. I have been told that no decision like that has been made at this time. Um, and so as far as the temperature in the building goes, they're looking at it as a one-off. There, there's no concern. They look at it as these division games are the ones they have to block in on. And you saw them lock in against the Colts, and that was obviously no small task because they were coming off of having been in London for a week and a half, two wins, including a dramatic one over the Bills where they could have gotten too high given Buffalo's standing at the time mm-hmm. and easily flipped up against Indianapolis. They did not. And so uh, Doug Peterson has placed an emphasis on divisional games. And so many people in that building have said this week that the focus is obviously the next game, which is the Titans. But the reality is if you win against the Titans and you win at Houston the following week, you essentially could have the division wrapped up before Christmas. Not even before Christmas, before the calendar flips to December, Um, which obviously as Titan fans know all too well, um, this division is kind of wacky and a lot of things can happen. But I think enough people in the building realize that, that there is some grounding after a 31-point loss last week, which, I mean, you guys can speak to this too. Like, there was no way you looked at that San Francisco 49ers team and said they're going to lose four straight <laughs> right. and they're going to be five and four. Like, right. they just, like, they just don't look like a five and four team. Murphy's Law was going to set in at some point. Mia, yeah, it's great. You, uh, you led me to my next question because this division, right? We thought all summer here in Nashville, and I'm sure you did down in North Florida, that this was just going to be a two horse race, either Titans or Jaguars. All of a sudden, you know, Houston, D'Amico Ryan's has done a great job with the Texans. I think he should be coach of the year. Obviously, C.J. Stroud is going to be the offensive rookie of the year. And the Colts, despite losing their young quarterback, have been super feisty, too. This division, you're right, this division is wacky. I think you hit the nail right on the head. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, trust me, I did not think C.J. Stroud would be the quarterback he is. Kudos to him. Mm-hmm. He is doing a lot of great stuff. I also think a lot of credit is due to Bobby Slowick, their offense coordinator, who, wait for it, not only is from the Kyle Shanahan tree and D'Amico Ryan brought him with him from San Francisco, but you go back to that 2013 Washington Redskins coaching staff that featured Shanahan, Sean McVay, Matt LaFleur. Guess who else was on that staff? Bobby Slowick. And so that's why it really shouldn't have surprised us that they could get this thing going so quickly because we knew how much the Texans had invested on their offensive line, who obviously I know – are banged up at this time, but they've been able to patchwork it. I thought Tank Dell was great in the pre-draft process. I really liked him. I think what's great, and I've stressed this to Jaguar fans this week, part of their success is because Tank Dell, Robert Woods, Nico Collins, Noah Brown, who no one even knew who he was five weeks ago, they have been allowed to just go downfield, improvise their routes and make plays, and C.J. Stroud has been given the confidence to, hey, 
you sit back in the pocket, let things develop, and we'll go from there. And the offensive line, to its credit, has done a good job of giving him enough protection. He's been able to read and navigate his way through the pocket. But things have been allowed to develop downfield. And those guys have a ton of speed. I said it week one, John. Would you rather the Colts' three wide receivers that they have in Downs, Pierce, and uh, Pittman or these three guys? I would take these three guys every day of the week. And I said that on the record September 10th. Um, so in that regard, it's not a surprise to me. I think what's a surprise, and this has been the big sticking point in Jacksonville this week, um, the stat came out, the Jaguars ranked dead last in depth of routes run at 9.9 yards. Mm. They are the only team in the NFL that runs an average less than 10 yards per route for their entire offense, for their wide receivers. And that is where a lot of the sticking point is, is at the offensive line and Trevor's not getting enough protection to allow those plays to develop, or is it quite simply the design, which while it is a carryover from last year and the offense that Doug Peterson developed, I have on good authority that Press Taylor and Trevor Lawrence also really were the two who tinkered with this offense in the offseason. And so am I going to call for Press's job? No. But when I look at this, so many people in the media in Jacksonville have been quick to blame the offensive line. But the reality is, if you just have Calvin Ridley running curl routes and not lining up in the slot, just having him outside where he can barely get off the line because he's getting jammed by two defenders, how can you expect him to be going downfield? It's just not a reality. And so uh, that's where I think, not that Doug Peterson has to take over the play calling, but he has to get more involved in the actual schematics and trying to get guys open downfield. It's, it's very obvious. You know, when you think of the Jags, I think of the Jags, I think offense. Obviously, the weapons that they mm-hmm. have, they're tight in. Obviously, mm-hmm. Lawrence, and you wonder Yeah, my guy, that. Evan Ingram, yeah. who suddenly learned how to catch footballs yeah. there, Mia. He, uh, yeah. He's dropping yeah. balls left mm-hmm. and right with my, with my, my god-awful Giants. But when I look I, at the – yeah, go ahead. He, he, he wears the like nighttime goggles now during pregame warm-ups. It made all the difference in the world. Who would have thought? <laughs> there you go. Um but the defense, I think as far as Jacksonville is going to go, as, as far as the defense is going to take them, I think very underrated. Well, maybe, maybe not. I mean, you just look at the numbers and takeaways, third down conversions. Uh, they just don't give up points. Uh, and, and I think that side of the ball will determine how far Jacksonville goes. And now you got Josh yep. Allen up against, uh, you know, an inexperienced left tackle potentially. So there you go. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, last week was the first time in about five weeks that we saw Josh Allen not lined solely up on the right tackle. He actually suffered a right shoulder injury week three against Houston. And kind of an underrated fact is that Trayvon Walker has predominantly been lining up on the left tackle. And he has really taken his game to the next level over the last two, three weeks. It doesn't necessarily show up in the stat department um, because it was two quarterback hits that probably should have been sacks and the other one would have been a sack fumble if they hadn't ruled it intentional grounding on Brock Purdy last week. And so it's going to be curious to see because are they going to continue to move those guys back and forth? Is one predominantly on the left, predominantly on the right? But certainly Josh Allen is in a prove-it contract year. He knows that he has stepped up his game. For me, the bigger question mark through the second half of the season is going to be the return of Devon Hamilton, who looked like the best player on the defense in training camp. No Mm -hmm. question about it. That interior push, he looked like an all-pro. Then mysteriously – he goes on the non-football injury list, and we're told it's a non-football illness. We are revealed to, it's revealed to us that he had a pick line in. Um, again, we have not been told officially what he is, but for those of you who are familiar with medicine, John, especially knowing your background, knowing MMA, you probably could put two and two together for what we believe 
Devon Hamilton was dealing with and why he missed the first eight weeks of the season. Hmm. Um, he's only had 12 snaps against the Steelers, 16 snaps against the Niners, so they are very much easing him back in. But when he gets full strength, that's not only going to free up Roy Robertson-Harris more so he can slide more to that five-tech and maybe create some more pressure to help Josh Allen, but also I think you'll be able to see them bring maybe Trayvon Walker inside more, which they've only done on a handful of snaps. He did to much success against the Titans a couple of times in that matchup in Nashville last year. And so I think getting Devon fully healthy hopefully will unlock an even higher level of that pass rush. Mia O'Brien is our guest from 1010XL in Jacksonville, Florida. Mia, as we close out here, um, what have the uh, Jaguar defensive players, have they said anything about Will Levis? Are they impressed with him? Are they curious to know what it's going to be like going up against them? Any talk about the job that Will Levis has done since taking over as a starter uh, down in Duval. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Obviously, Josh Allen and him have the Kentucky connection, and right. so Josh has immense respect for him. I talked to Josh yesterday. I also talked to DeJuan Smoot, um, veteran defensive end, and he said, you know, I said, what's the difference between Will Levis and previous Titans quarterback? And he kind of made a whoo noise, and he goes, that ball, boy gets the ball out quick. <laughs> um, and, and he was like, and he has a cannon. And so – Obviously, they're very well aware that this is not just another Titans quarterback. And if anything, you know, they all have kind of like laughed about it, knowing he once upon a time was in the Jaguars locker room with some of them. But the last time this Jaguars defense faced the Titans, Josh Dobbs was the quarterback of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Josh Allen was so funny. And if, if your listeners are diehards and they want to go look at our 10XL YouTube channel, those two interviews, they can. Josh was so funny yesterday because he's like, I'm not knocking Josh Dobbs. I love Josh Dobbs, but it's crazy to think they had Josh Dobbs the last time we faced them. Now they have Will Levis. He's like, it's very crazy to think about. Um, so, yeah, no, they, they all heap praise on Will Levis. Uh, and we'll be back in the Jags locker room at 4 o'clock today. And so I'll uh, get a chance to catch up with some more of them. But definitely I got a chance to talk to those three primary pass rushers and Josh Allen, DeJuan Smooth, and Trayvon Walker. And they all have been very impressed with the rookie so far. Hmm. By the way, Josh Dobbs, was it incomplete or a fumble? Oh, it was a – well, I think it was a fumble. However, after the Iowa Hawkeye um, ruling of is it a fair catch, is it not a fair catch on that punt, mm. I have given up on trying to assess referees <laughs> at this current juncture um, because I don't know what a catch is. I don't know yep. what a fumble is. So, yeah, no. I mean, in my estimation, his arm never came all the way through, and so that's why I believe it was a fumble. Um, but obviously, too, you know, it, it got me another trip to Kansas City and a – 27 nothing come from behind win. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, real, real quick, uh, obviously, we're going to assume the Jags win the division, Mia. What's a realistic expectation for them in the playoffs in your mind? If you had told me in September, my, I felt like they could make the AFC championship game again. Um, as week two proved, they probably had this weird bugaboo with Kansas City. I don't know why, because – They've hung with them. They have lost by one possession in their last two meetings to them. Uh, but the offense has struggled mightily. And so it, it's very strange, what, whatever it is, if you want to say it's the Andy Reid, Doug Peterson, who's your daddy situation, that's fine. Um, <laughs> but I can't really put a finger on why they haven't been able to get past Kansas City. Um, if the offense continues with the trajectory they're at, there's a good chance they get balanced in the first round of the playoffs if they have to go against a team that is just a buzzsaw. Um, it's unfortunate to say, given this is a team that scored four touchdowns in the second half last year to beat the mighty offense of the Los Angeles Chargers, 
Um, but right now, it's very clear if there's any discontent in that locker room, it is on the part of Trevor Lawrence, his wide receivers, and Press Taylor. The three of them actually powwowed, um, Trevor, Christian Kirk, and Press, while we were in the locker room on Sunday after the game. Clearly, the three of them just like trying to figure out why there was so much miscommunication at the line of scrimmage, in the middle of plays. And so if that offense can figure it out, yeah, they could make a run at the title game. If that offense is still averaging only one touchdown per game, there's a chance they win the division, yes, but then it could get a little dicey come postseason time. Mia, always great to talk with you. Thanks for the info. I'm not traveling on this trip. Uh, it'll be Steve Lehman, but uh, I look forward to seeing you again soon. Thanks again. Absolutely, brother. Appreciate you guys. All right. Uh, thank you, goes. Mia. Mia O'Brien from yeah. 1010XL in Jacksonville. Yeah, she, uh, she knows what's going on with this football team. She's, she's very plugged in. All right, coming up at 1040, our Mid-State Checkdown Game of the Week Friday night. Joe Fisher and Jonathan Schaefer with the call at 645. It's going to be East Nashville coach Damian Harris and Liberty Creek coach Bill Alexander. In the meantime, phones. Here's how. 615-844-5600. Jackson Boone Racing. The youngest driver at age 19 to win the coveted Pro Late Model Series Championship at Nashville Fairground Speedway. Jackson Boone Racing. A local kid and Page High graduate who's been winning races since he was eight years old. Jackson Boone Racing. Come join Red Street Records and Roy's Meat Service along with the Boone Group, a market leader for your home financing needs. In supporting this rising star, visit JacksonBooneRacing.com to see how you can be a part of the journey and join us running up front. Jackson Boone Racing. Dino and Friends is a fine dining restaurant located in Nashville's prestigious West End. It features an elegant presentation and exceptional service. One of the first non-alcoholic restaurants in Nashville. They pride themselves in professional and courteous service. A popular choice among locals and tourists alike. If you're in town for the ball game or you're just visiting with friends, Dino with Friends is the preferred location for those seeking a rich, modern restaurant with serene atmosphere and top-notch guest experience. Your server will uphold the high standards of etiquette and hospitality and guide you through a unique dining experience. Enjoy the ambiance and reconnect with friends. Specialty dining will feature a set menu, a dedicated server, and a personal chef. Enjoy a delicious combination of meats and vegetables at a very affordable price. There's no place in Nashville like it. A unique experience. Come and have dinner with friends. 1719 Westin Avenue. To make a reservation, call right now. 615-730-9559. Dinner with friends. A proud sponsor of TSU football on WNSR. I've got a unique vacation idea for you that's right here in the United States. If you're ready for a vacation that's fun and downright affordable, listen up. It's driving distance for many of you. So no planes, no airline delays, no hassles. It's Branson, Missouri, the entertainment capital of the Midwest. Live music for everyone. Branson has three beautiful, enormous lakes, water attractions, live shows, great food, and tons of entertainment. It's a perfect vacation for you and your family. Or if you're retired and you want to have a great time. And you can stay in Branson for as low as $99 a night. Please understand, this is not a timeshare offer. It's a real vacation for as little as $99 a night. We've got a free vacation guide we want to send you right now. All you have to do is call for complete details. Get your free Branson, Missouri guide right now by calling this number. 800-413-3953 800-413-3953 800-413-3953 That's 800-413-3953 
Woods Equipment Company would like to recognize and salute our veterans and local men and women in uniform. Let's remember them with our thoughts, prayers, and especially letters and packages from home. Our support will keep America strong. This important message is courtesy of Woods Equipment Company at 600 Davidson Street in Nashville, where they feel our area is a great place to live and raise a family. Call Woods Equipment Company at 615-256-5639. It's the McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland. Yeah, I lose to Alabama, I'm depressed. Boom. Well, I just didn't expect the collapse when you get excited in the first half. Yeah, halftime, you were probably dancing. Oh, man. Right? Yeah, it was kind of depressing. I don't think it's because Vols fans were like, we lost in Tuscaloosa? Like, so disappointing. It's really about what happened, right? It was like two different games. The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. The Greg Pogue and John Burton Show, or as we call it, Two men and a baby. Six one five eight four four fifty six hundred. You'll give us a call. Can put you right on the radio. Talk about whatever college football games tonight. I know there's a good one in the NFL. The Bengals and the Ravens. What's the number in that? You got that handy, real quick. Uh, uh, I know a couple games tonight on the collegiate side of things. Baltimore at home is favored uh, minus three and a half. I have no idea. I don't know either. I'd almost, with the hook, take the Bengals plus the three and a half with that hook. T. Higgins uh, banged up right now. Yeah, apparently is, I think he's out, right? Yeah, he is out again. Uh, hasn't practiced all week. They did get Jamar Chase. Looked like he wasn't going to be able to go last week, but he went and scored a big touchdown, so... I'm with you, Greg. I don't know what to what to think. And the Ravens are coming off. Uh, they, I think they lost this this past weekend. Yeah, they lost to Cincinnati. That's right. Oh no, no, they lost to Cleveland. Yes, Cleveland. Yeah. Yep. And uh, Deshaun Watson beat him with a high ankle sprain and a broken bone in his shoulder. He went 14 for 14 right. in the second half. They twice blew like two touchdown leads. So I think we're back to that old thing. And I hate to echo the uh, the the knuckleheads on the networks here, but you know. Just when you thought you could trust the Ravens, you know, one point a couple weeks ago, I was saying they're the best team in football, and then you lose a game like they did on Sunday. I have trust issues with the Ravens. I like the Ravens. I love Lamar Jackson. I think he's, you know, an exciting, fun player to watch, and he, you know, and you know, he's must see TV when he's going when he's rocking and rolling. But you know, I don't blame anybody that has trust issues with yep. the Baltimore Ravens, and this is kind of a desperation spot for the Bengals. Bengals need this game because they the games they've lost has kind of put them. You know, behind the eight ball in terms of tiebreakers. Well, in the loss column, it would put them two behind the Ravens in five and five. It, it just puts you now in that wild card mix. Right, you're in that it, chase yeah. pack. Uh, but the Ravens still are seven and three with mm-hmm. their warts, right? No, I mean, what could they? They've be, been right? terrific yeah. most of the year, but that was that was one of those typical Ravens games under you know John Harbaugh, where it looks like for all the world, you know. Scott Hansen talks about the witching hour. That was a witching hour game for Baltimore. They were in control. You know, all they had to do was just finish the game, and they couldn't do it. So, you know. And you would think for a team that prides itself, I know it's a little bit different now with uh, Todd Munkin, their new OC, but prides themselves running the football, especially with their quarterback. They couldn't mm-hmm. lead that one out on yeah, Sunday. I know. You you think with a two-score lead, you're, like you said, they would just line up and just – Grind it out and shorten the game. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you got to give the Browns credit, you know. 
Like I said, Watson did a great job. He was obviously not 100%, but, you know, plus they got a fluke, kind of a fluky pick six to get him back in the game, and, you know, weird things just kind of happened in that game. But tonight should be a terrific game. Also, one college game tonight at 6 on ESPN, Boston College uh, uh, at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's 2-8, and eight, Boston College 6-4, and four, yet Pittsburgh's a three-point favorite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, so they got that tonight. No Preds tonight. Nope, not till Saturday. 615-844-5600. Dr. Detroit, good morning, my brother's keeper. Top of the morning, Padres. <laughs> you know, I, I think I might call you that crazy Mark Wahlberg, Will Ferrell movie, The Other Guys. We you are, are the other guys when it comes to sports talk radio guys, in Nashville. <laughs> so I nailed it on that one. Yep. So I'm, I'm off movie. today and tomorrow. I'm off today and tomorrow, and I'm like, well, you know, which Ravens and which uh, Cincinnati Bengals team is going to show up and perform tonight? Uh, we definitely Cincinnati needs it more than Baltimore. Yeah, but you know it could go either way. But but if you're Baltimore no, coming off the, that loss on Sunday, the way they lost, you want to get right back on the horse and get back in the win column as well. So, man, you you talking about? I mean, after the debacle, what they gave us Lions fans, mm. dude, that yeah, they, they kicked your ass. <laughs> oh, dude, and beyond. Thank you, John. Sorry. I'm just... First, da- first dagger thrown no, comes you know, from my you know, brother's hey, keeper, hey, John Dr. Burton. Dr. D, my brother's keeper. You know I've been big on your team all year. I like them. I no, said they were going to win their division, and I think they got a shot yeah. to get the one seed, but they got their asses beat by the Ravens that day. Yeah, well, and it, it didn't help, you know, when the, they unleashed the Barry Sanders statue for their home opener and mm-hmm. lost against Seattle, but... Hey, that was really that was a, that was a learning task for them. By the uh, way, Doc. The, by the way, yeah. later this month, I believe it's on uh, Amazon Video. The the Barry Sanders documentary is coming out. I think on the twenty first. It's called Bye Bye Barry. Oh. I can't wait to watch that. Oh, I got to record that. I got to record that. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, I'm seeing Red Wings one o'clock, and then tomorrow Red Wings two o'clock. I'm like, what? what yeah, they're playing. They're playing in what? Sweden. They're playing in Stockholm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, how cool is that? So um, I guess I'll have lunch at B-Dubs and Smyrna and watch some Red Wings hockey today. What there a, you go. What a beautiful day. I, I didn't think it was going to be this nice today. It's, but, uh, it's been incredible. Yeah, it's, it's been incredible. No, it's, it, yeah, I might, might get uh, 18 holes of uh, naked miniature golf in before I go <laughs> watch the Red Wings play. Uh, so anyway. Yeah, Who's that one mouth, girl that uh, she used to work at Fox Sports, Holly Saunders, supposed to be she's – she started some topless golf league, a bunch of hot girls, like with just playing golf with their boobies hanging out. You hear about is that? that like girls, hey, is, is that like girls gone wild? Miniature golf uh, playing there? It's golf gone gone wild. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, it seems like I, I vaguely remember something of that nature. Uh, maybe I heard it on the Howard Stern show. Uh, but right. I big the big big do remember that. Hey, real quick, um Conan O'Brien's got a new uh, show on Sirius XM uh, I've been listening to uh from past previous guests and so forth and uh driving out to Greenbrier Sunday for my Green Cub son's birthday. Uh it was funny, man, some good stuff uh on his uh one oh four. One oh four I think it is. Oh, we'll, we'll have to check it out, Doc. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's it's good stuff. But uh, 
No, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely uh, pumped up uh, for the game tonight. Uh, being a Lions fan, I see my Louisville Cardinal Lamar Action Jackson, uh, see how he performs. But, yeah, with the way Cleveland came back, man, that's, that was just tasteless. I mean, just awful. God, <laughs> unbelievable. So, real quick, before I end, uh, Lions win Sunday at home and Thursday at home against our North Divisional foes, correct? Yeah. I, I'm just yeah. actually looking forward to Thanksgiving Day watching a Lions team that is actually good. And, hey, and John, you remember last year, guys. Should it be bo- should it played, the Bills? They, man, that was like a Super Bowl for them that, that uh, Thanksgiving Day last year. It was a, a knocking, slamming, banging game, but uh, – Oh, yeah, we're, we're so much better now, so much better. Thanks for the time, All guys. Right, Enjoy the weather. See yep. you. See you, man. You had a lot to contribute to that uh, Dr. Detroit call. There, uh, yeah, let's just replay it. It was so yeah. <laughs> it's you were talking about naked miniature golf league. You, you got down in the crazy bin with Dr. Detroit. Oh, man, let call. me tell you. I, I, watched, I watched this uh, documentary on, on Netflix last night about uh, this bodybuilder couple that was into some weird, weird stuff. She ended up shooting them. They were, they were into some weird stuff, man. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's... Okay, and, and we need to know that why? I'm just, you know, just letting you know what I do on my free time. Not all of it I can reveal on air well, what I, I do on my free well, time. Well, <laughs> apparently we're getting more and more strictly out to my dismay. So, anyway... <laughs> So tell me about this league, this miniature golf league. Holly Saunders. Who's that? She was she was working at Fox Sports. She also worked at the Golf Channel. Like she's like a legit golfer, but she's like, you know, she's kind of built like Jessica Rabbit, and uh, she doesn't mind you know flaunting that. And supposedly she was coming out with like a I don't know if it's like a competitive league or it's just kind of like a entertainment thing, but it was supposed to be a, like a bunch of hot girls playing golf with uh, no tops on it's called exposed sports there you go yep. with a z yep topless sports league <laughs> <laughs> a topless sports league i think i could have gone the rest of my life and never heard that before wow is it just in in what what sports? Uh, golf, I, and I think maybe basketball, and uh, you know, I that's a good question. I don't know. I just heard some buzz about it, but I don't think it's really gotten off the ground yet. I know that was something that they were working on. Greg, you're not involved in that league, are you? The <laughs> uh, yeah, they they won't. They've asked me to put my shirt back on. <laughs> He's going to be the lead play-by-play announcer. Uh, hey, everybody! <laughs> Welcome to Topless Golf. I am I'm flabbergasted on this one. I am. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's a little it's a little nutty, bro. Not gonna lie. Y'all, y'all just talk. I'm just I'm the. Uh, uh, <laughs> Yeah, Research over there, this Greg. Is, this yeah, is a thing. Yeah. I thought you were. If you're going to Google that, folks, it's probably not safe for work. So just just, oh, just be careful. Yeah. You know, I don't want to get anybody fired today. I have never heard of that. I'll leave it to you to know. All right, we'll take a break. Coming <laughs> up, it is our high school football coaches. Uh, at uh, First will be uh, from Liberty Creek, Bill Alexander, and then from East Nashville, Damian Harris.
Do you want to work at the OG of Hot Chicken, Princess Hot Chicken Tanker? Outlet Mall, 4060 Cane Ridge Parkway, Suite 102 in Antioch. Princess is looking for fun, energetic, and friendly smiling faces as food runners and cashiers. They're also looking to create an amazing culinary team to carry on the Princess tradition. Interested in working in a great environment with great hourly wages? Submit a resume to Princess Hot Chicken AFH at gmail.com or fill out an application on the Princess Hot Chicken website. That's princesshotchicken.com. PrincessHotChicken.com. Hey, Nashville. Join Joe Fisher and me, Jonathan Schaefer, for the Mid-State Checkdown High School Football Game of the Week. This Friday, we have a Class 3A state quarterfinal playoff matchup with Liberty Creek at East Nashville. Pre-game coverage starts at 645. Last Friday, our Mid-State Checkdown High School Football Player of the Week, presented by Jackson Boone Racing, was Liam Hackett, kicker at MBA High School. Liam kicked the game-winning field goal in overtime to defeat Ensworth. For MBA to advance... Good snap, good hold, kick on the way, and the kick is good! NBA advances. The Big Red in overtime. NBA beat Ensworth 17-14 and will travel to Chattanooga to play Macaulay in a Division II AAA state semifinal matchup. It's Liberty Creek at East Nashville for the Mid-State Checkdown High School Football Game of the Week. Powered by Jody Jones Dentistry. Exclusively on WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. Have you ever met a single person in your life that enjoys paying taxes? No, no one does. If you can't sleep at night because you have a huge problem with the IRS, I've got some free advice for you. This service is strictly limited to individuals that owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes. And if you qualify, we can guarantee that you won't be writing a big fat check to the IRS or our services cost you nothing. The first 100 people that call today will get a free tax consultation worth $500. Stop worrying about your IRS problem. We can help you. We promise. Call the tax doctor right now. I mean right now to learn more. 800-649-0142. That's 800-649-0142. Attention high school sports fans, are you an armchair official? You know, the parent or fan who constantly yells at the referees and loves to let everyone know just how bad you think they are. Well, if you think you could do better, then get in the game and prove it. It's time for you to suit up and make the calls where they actually count. Every sport in Tennessee needs more officials. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. The TSU Tigers men's basketball team of fifth-year coach Penny Collins are coming off a top three OVC finish last season and looking for much more this season. Led by preseason all-conference guards Marcus Fitzgerald and Kenyon Hodges, the Tigers face an impressive non-conference schedule that includes Oregon, Lipscomb, Austin P, Indiana State, and Liberty and tip off a league play on December 28th at Gentry Center versus UT Martin. Hello, this is Greg Pogue inviting you to join longtime TSU broadcaster Albert Dawson on all of the games this season right here on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. Call or text the Greg Pogan News Channel 5 John Burton Show at 615-844-5600. Well, this coming Friday night, it will be the Mid-State Checkdown Game of the Week. And uh, 
Joe Fisher, Jonathan Schaefer on the call, 645, the uh, pregame, 7 o'clock, the uh, kickoff. It will be Liberty Creek and uh, and at East Nashville, uh, a rematch of the uh, teams that finished first and second in that 3A region. And we're joined now by uh, Liberty Creek coach Bill Alexander. Coach, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Tell us, uh, you've reeled off seven in a row. You've played uh, East Nashville eight weeks ago. What is your team doing to get this role going? Well, you know, I think, uh, you know, we're a young program. And so early part of the year, we're still trying to find ourselves and figure out who we are. And, you know, honestly, you know, the four games we lost, three of the teams are still playing. So, you know, we played some really good teams early and uh, we knew the first part of the season was going to be a challenge, but we felt like if we could grow up some during that part, we'd have an opportunity to uh, win some games at the end. And our guys are really bought into what we're doing. We're playing super well on the offensive side of the ball continuing to get better on defense and so you know we've been lucky enough to reel off seven straight wins and your second year as uh, as a program your first year for postseason eligibility i guess uh, you're on target right the, the, to be uh, a lot uh, i don't know if this much was expected of you quite frankly no i think we've definitely overachieved what expectations were you know when i took this job i had people tell me it would be two or three years before we'd even you know, find a way to win, to win, you know, three or four ball games. And so uh, I think, you know, we've done a really good job with that. Our kids, you know, we're lucky enough to have some good players right now. It's always about having good players. And, you know, they've bought into what we're trying to achieve and what our program goals are. And, uh, but certainly I didn't expect to be here this year, uh, to be playing in the quarterfinals in our first year of postseason eligibility and, and uh, only our second year of having a team. Um, it's, it's been a pretty special run for us. When you look at East Nashville, what do you have to do to be successful? <laughs> well, we have to figure, find a way to score some points against that awesome defense. Uh, you know, they're, they're turnover kings. When you watch them on film, uh, they create turnovers, and, and not only do they create turnovers, but they turn turnovers into points without even having to send their offense on the field. It's amazing the number of defensive scores and special team scores they have as a team. So, you know, we have to protect the football. We can't have turnovers. And, uh, you know, we have to find a way to, to score a few more points than we scored last time. You know, I think we're a lot better on offense than we were when we played uh, eight weeks ago. And, uh, you know, and then defensively, uh, you know, they're, they're such a good team. Uh, what they do is in many ways so simple, uh, but they're so good at it. You know, they're going to run uh, pretty much one offensive set, and they're going to run. they got four or five key plays, but they do those so well, and it's just so tough to defend. They have such good players. Their coaching staff does a great job. So finding a way to get off the field a few times and make a few stops on defense uh, will be really key. Just the school itself, and uh, it, it almost looks like a college campus. It, it's really something. Uh, and just Liberty Creek, just being so young as a school, it's got. I would say this could be a sort of a rallying thing for all the students in a new, really a, a new setting, a new setting, rather. Yeah, you know, I think you know we we do have an incredible facility. The county did a great job, and uh, we, we're really blessed, and we're trying to be good stewards of you know, what the county's provided us. But it has rallied our community. You know, we've had some success this year. Our girls' soccer team won the state championship uh, just a couple of weeks ago. And so, you know, our, our school really rallied around that. And then for us to have this little playoff run, um, it's it's been good for school spirit. And, you know, we're still building traditions. Uh, there's still a lot of things that we do that were brand new. And we say that's the first time we've ever done that. 
you know, this year we made the playoffs for the first time, hosted a playoff game for the first time, won the first playoff game, won a road game in the playoffs. All those are firsts for our program. So uh, it's, it's, it's cool to be a part of that and to be on the ground floor of that. And uh, I think our, uh, our community really appreciates uh, the opportunity to set some of those traditions and be those first. Well, good luck. Uh, congratulations on the run this season and just getting this deep so quickly in the uh, in year two of the program. It's pretty amazing. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. All right. Uh, yeah, that's amazing. Liberty Creek, two years. I guess they drew – I don't know where, where they pulled out of, you know, in Sumner County, uh, which schools they pulled out of. It was a station camp. Yeah, uh, little Hendersonville, probably. I think Gallatin's a city school, right? Right. Yeah, something like. We uh, still going to try to hook up with East Nashville coach Damian Harris. We'll take a break and try to effort that during the break. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. The package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's StarLeasing.com to learn more. How about Thanksgiving, though? Right here at the Omni. Experiences matter here at the Omni. Celebrate Thanksgiving right here at Kitchen Notes with its amazing and expansive holiday brunch that can only add to the wonderful memories of the holiday season. The Kitchen Notes Thanksgiving Feast features multiple entrees, including sorghum, glazed ham, and pan-seared salmon, while the action stations boast smoked prime rib, and tender roasted turkey with all the traditional fixings. You're going to not want to forget that. So good. Also, save up some room for those very sweet endings. Thanksgiving brunch with family and friends at Kitchen Notes. Meals for children ages 5 and younger are complimentary. Make your reservations now by visiting kitchennotesnashville.com. Get you some delicious food. Post-COVID travel is on a surge. Many of you are traveling for fun because you've been locked up for two years. Listen, whether you're traveling for fun to Italy, Greece, Spain, France, or somewhere else fun in the world, or USA, now is a great time to book before the crowds hit and save. Plus, with a strong U.S. dollar, you'll get more travel bang for your buck. Right now is a smart time to make your reservations and call low-cost airlines. With one phone call, you can let us do all the work for free. We'll shop hundreds of airlines, hotels, resorts, and give you a way to save huge money on your vacation plans. And if you call right now, we'll give you a free hotel room with a qualified travel purchase. So, call right now. 800-704-1662 800-704-1662 That's 800-704-1662 And now, all good heat and air is reminding motorists to slow down on our roadways, keep an eye out for kids at play, and never text and drive. This message is brought to you by All Good Heat and Air, serving the community for five years. For all your HVAC home service plans, give the pros a call today at 931-575-7039. 931-575-7039. That's All Good Heat and Air, going the extra mile for safety. They're professionals who care. 
The Jim Rome Show. I get a lot of vacation. I understand that. However, I don't take a lot of sick days. The, these things are not one and the same. That was not like I worked eight straight days or I worked Super Bowl Sunday. I think I'll give myself a day off. I earned it. Hey, and by the way, I could because I have those days. I pride myself in not taking sick days. I hate that. We usually grind through it. But honestly, it was the right thing. In that case, it was the right thing. The Jim Rome Show. Weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville's Sports Radio. Greg Pogue and John Burton in the morning. Better shows all day. Nashville Sports Radio. Once again, the Mid-State Checkdown Game of the Week, Friday night, tomorrow night, the Class 3A uh, region rematch between Liberty Creek at East Nashville, 645 pregame, 7 o'clock, the kickoff. And uh, Joe Fisher, Jonathan Schaefer will be on the call, joined now by East Nashville coach Damian Harris. Coach, thanks for joining us. Oh, welcome to be here. Hey, your team, not only with the five in a row, but you're scoring points, 35 in all five of them, 40 in four of those. Offensively, what's working for you right now? Uh, my quarterback is doing uh, great right now. He's completing a lot of uh, good passes. And our old line is opening up a lot of holes for our running backs. And when you look at uh, Liberty Creek, what do you have to do to be successful? Oh, they're a great team. And defensively, they're very sound. Um, so we kind of just got to take whatever they give us, um, try to control the, the line of scrimmage, Hopefully, um, we can be successful doing that and uh, try to open some holes for my running backs. Just your team in general, uh, and you've moved over from Pearl Cone and and now taken over this program. Have they reacted to you in your first year? Um, I think uh, they they've done well. They really bought into my system. Uh, really bought into my attitude and kind of taking on. Um, my philosophy on a lot of stuff. Um, a lot of them are real young, so it wasn't as hard to get them to convert over to um, to be the type of players that I need. Well, and also uh, just you know the the dog job that you know Jamal Stewart left uh, for Centennial with that as well. East Nashville itself, such a community school. Talk a little bit about how important it is to that community. Uh, it's real important to the community. Um, like you said, it's a big community where they really get behind the sports programs. So it was important for me to be successful <laughs> um, following behind Coach Hood. We talked, obviously, about the offense earlier. Tell me about your defense. What do you like what you're doing, and what do you, more do you want to get done? Uh, defense, uh, the main thing is trying to stay healthy and uh, continue to create turnovers. Um, Coach Cameron Watkins has done a great job as a D coordinator, um, making sure that our players pay attention to the small details and making plays and uh, creating havoc and trying to create some turnovers. Well, Coach, hey, thanks for having us out there. Joe Fisher, Jonathan Schaefer will be out there tomorrow night. I look forward to listening to it. It should be a good one. Thank you, Coach. Okay, thank thank you. All right. uh, Damian Harris took over uh, from – Jamal Stewart, who did a really good job there, went to Centennial, uh, and 14 years he's been an assistant, former quarterback at Pearl Cone, and then an assistant at his alma mater for 14 years. All right, got a few more moments. Uh, we'll be back here picking with the pickers tomorrow morning. 
uh, we're going to do Jeff Fisher is going to join us. We hadn't, we've had him on a few times uh, through the summer and the fall, but not in our picking with the pickers. So he will be uh, joining us doing our picking with the pickers segment as well. And one little note, the arena football league, Nashville cats uh, should be releasing uh, the league wide schedule uh, for the Nashville cats and the league uh, later on this afternoon as well. So very good. Uh, let's try to get Jack in East Nashville before the break. Top of the hour. Jack, good morning. Thanks for calling back. Good morning. Bermuda shorts. Hey, that's not me. Okay. That was not, that was Chris Sanders. Okay. Okay. Well, I was thinking about this topless sports league. (laughs) So was I. It's going to be a real problem business wise because of course, Every one of their draft picks is going to be a big bust right off the bat. I like it. I, that's not bad. Not bad, Jack. And you know what? The, oh, you, now, you well, know, you've you've pushed in the envelope here. Okay. I'm 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 going to be careful. All right. So so you know, Good and Lord. their play, but I'm looking forward to their playoff. It's going to be the breast of seven. Uh-oh. All right. You know what this is? You're done. Bye. Good Lord. See, John, he, he John starts and leaves. It, and le- exactly. it just leaves. Everybody want to know where John John had to go over to Titans land. This leaves, brings it up. And leaves us here to clean up the mess. Right. But that first one was pretty, pretty, yeah. both of them. The first one was pretty funny. I mean, good Lord. It, we're, we're getting, we're you know, like 14 year olds yeah. in here. <laughs> good gosh. <laughs> Yeah, we'll be in. Uh, Ryan Callahan tomorrow morning will be with us uh, as well. So, what you got? I've got a night off. I've got to do a women's TSU game. I got a football game. I just realized the other night, last night, late, late game. By the way, TSU men with a really good win yep. at Portland. They were up by 21, mm. uh, led by 14 and a half, won by 10. And uh, so, well, uh, so I've had that. I got a women's TV game tomorrow night. I got a football game Saturday afternoon. I got a. I was going off the air. Our next broadcast will be from the Emerald Coast Classic, and Nick said, you know, because we did it remotely, he goes, oh, I forgot we have a game Monday night against Midway College. <laughs> so, yeah, I've got about eight, I, I, I think in like nine days, six games, something like that. But anyway, so what do you got going on? Yeah. What's your next little gig? Yeah, preparation day for me. I've got uh, Friday night, uh, high school basketball starts for me. I'll be doing uh, PA. I'll be running the music um, as well for uh, that shindig. I've got that Friday and then Monday and Tuesday. And then Saturday, Alabama A&M travels in to uh, Lipscomb where I'll be uh, on the sideline talking to uh, head coach Lenny Acuff. Met him for the first time. Hey, a coach's coach. Class act, oh. nice guy. And and but he was at Huntsville University of Huntsville for what twenty twenty something years. Good good guy, good guy to be around. Right. Yeah. I've I asked him. I was like, There's any any questions you don't want me to ask, Coach? He goes, "You fire away, young man." I was like, well, "I appreciate that." So I've <laughs> well, he's also we're all we're on the same side here. Exactly. Too. Yeah, he's not gonna. I'm not. You're not gonna go in there like you're sixty minutes or right. something. No, no. But no, got to talk to him, meet him, shake his hand. He was really nice and looking forward to the season. They uh. Had a nice win against Tennessee Tech uh, over the weekend, or uh, two days ago. So uh, back in action, busy, busy, busy for me before Thanksgiving. Yeah, we don't have uh, any live programming tonight. Of course, the high school uh, mid-state check down game of the week tomorrow night, East Nashville and Liberty Creek. And pretty amazing story with Liberty mm-hmm. Creek. And they had a g- NBA with a walk-off field goal winner in overtime over Innsworth last Friday night. 
Yeah. Well, and it yeah. goes to show, I don't know, of course, we've had Green Hills on this radio station, kind of newer Green schools. Hill. A Green Hill. Not yeah, not Green, Green Hills, Hills is uh, oh, over well, there. Sorry about that. Yeah, Green, Green Hill. Hill. <laughs> uh, but, uh, I mean, just shows goes to show the talent. I mean, new new schools opening up, and they're just as well, good as schools that Green have been there Hill forever. it didn't take long to be very competitive. Yeah. Right. It's just so, the population. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. It's going to wrap it up. Again, picking with the pickers tomorrow morning. Uh, Jeff Fisher is going to join us uh, for that. Don't know if he knows it yet, but we, no, we will shortly. <laughs> anyway, um, the McFarlands this afternoon from two to four. Everybody, thank you for listening. Jim Rome next. AM 95.9 FM Brentwood Nashville 107.9 FM Smyrna Nashville's first 24-hour sports station WNSR Nashville Sports Radio